This episode of Let's Play Pretend is sponsored by Dubby Energy. Dubby Energy is a mix-at-home energy drink produced in the USA that is formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crash. With no calories, no sugar, no fillers, and no artificial colors, Dubby is a go-to choice for your energy needs. With our code LPPPOD, you can get 10% off of any purchase that you make on their website. And yes, I mean any purchase. You want to make 15 purchases a month? Have 10% off of each one of them. Dubby Energy, an energy drink that you mix at home. No jitters, no crash. Let's Play Pretend is an explicit podcast with subject matter that may be disturbing to some listeners. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Cody's laughing, so it's good. Hello, everybody. My name is Jordan Derringer. I am your DM, your GM, your keeper and handler and host. And I am here with Mr. Nick Barnett. Ned Dollarin. A fun fact about Ned this week, uh, his three favorite bands are the Arctic Monkeys, the Fratellis, and some indie artist that he found named Emily. Just Emily. Well, she has a last name. It's uh, Emily Axford. She writes a whole bunch of this goofy music about like a wastelanded world. It's a really cool. Okay. All right. I like that. I, uh, I have stumbled upon that indie artist myself. She's very good. I also have with me Mr. Breck Black. Hi, I will be playing uh, Ryan Winchester. And uh, I had a fun fact about Ryan, but I cannot seem to fucking find it. As I have done, I think, once before. Yeah, I was going to say, this isn't your first time uh, forgetting where you placed your fun fact. I am very disorganized. (laughs) Fun fact, Breck has a hard time finding his fun facts. (laughs) Exactly. Well, if you think about it, by the time we get to the end of the intro, feel free to throw it in there. I also have with me Mr. Matt Check. Hello, I'm playing Arthur. And a fun fact about Arthur is the only pizza he enjoys is blue cheese and pineapple pizza. Get the fuck out. That sounds absolutely disgusting. (laughs) Oh, it's delectable. Okay, so we're going to kill Arthur because he's not allowed in this group anymore. (laughs) Hey man, pass me a slice. And as you heard... (laughs) Oh my god. Apparently we're getting rid of Ned too. And as you already heard her voice, I have with me Mrs. Melanie Derringer. Hello, I play Samantha Williams, and I don't really have a fun fact about Samantha because I was dealing with other shit today that I just completely forgot to come up with one. So. Okay. Breck, did you think you're a fun fact? I did not, unfortunately. Okay, so we have two fun facts, two not fun facts. Excellent. How is your guys' week? I have one. I have one. All right. Fuck me then. Go ahead. Yeah, fuck you. Um, (laughs) Samantha secretly has a tattoo. Of what? 
I don't know yet, but she secretly has a tattoo. <laughs> I haven't decided what it is, but it's it's there. Fozzie Bear. <laughs> oh, she was underage getting a tattoo. All right. Yeah. How'd she manage that one? Don't worry about it. No, I need to know. Don't worry about it. Does she have a fake ID? Ashley might have one too. You don't know. Chicka, chicka, yeah, fake ID, fake ID. <laughs> And uh, I would know if Ashley has one. No, I just made this up. You don't get to decide that because that's her best friend. She's my character. <laughs> I don't care. It's no. it's it's uh, uh, your initials, isn't it? It's your initials and Chris's initials. Nope. God Slender damn it. Man. <laughs> I, I didn't get to open it earlier, so I had to do it at some point because I'm thirsty. How <laughs> could we have new sound effects? Just the one for now. <laughs> Perfect. So how was your guys' week? We're going we're gonna to start off this episode with a little bit of small talk. I'm ready. That was great small talk. All right. Who's ready for a recap? Yes, please. Please. Because you don't get one. Fuck. <laughs> well, that was we're, anticlimactic. We are at the start of a new arc. So basically what you guys need to remember is you had Elise with you guys. And as soon as she touched the tooth, she disappeared, sent a burst of bright light. And when the light faded, you guys were standing back in cryptid crafts. It was just the four of you. Chris and Ashley were not there. All of your weapons and everything that you got from the movie theater are gone, except for the tooth and the map. Those are the only two things you still have. So at this point, the scene starts, and you guys are all kind of shielding your eyes against the bright light. And the uh, the bright light begins to fade. I'm going to roll a d4. Landed on one, which means Ned. You are the first to kind of recover from the bright light. And you open your eyes and you see that you guys are standing in front of the Bigfoot mirror again. You are inside of Cryptid Crafts. You are still in this realm. You're still in the bad realm. You see in the uh, mirror that there are still the um, the signs, the uh, wanted posters, missing. Per- yeah, yes, the missing person signs. Yeah, my brain just went Duh, for a second there, so I had to figure it out. Um, yeah, the missing person signs are still there. At this point, you do not see Frank. He's not there. On the other side of the mirror. It looks like it's nighttime now. It looks like the shop is closed. You see not all the lights in the store are on, just like the, you know how when a store is closed, it has like one or two emergency lights on. Those two are like the only ones that you see that are on right now. And you can't tell in the real world how much time has passed. At this point, because one of our lovely players hit a breaking point last time, I need Melanie 
and Nick and Breck to take off your headphones. I need to have a conversation with Matt. Mr. Matt. I'm freaking out. (laughs) Okay, so I did a breaking point with Breck once already, and I kind of liked the way we did it, and I kind of didn't. So I'm thinking about doing yours a little bit differently. Okay. With Breck, what I did was I pulled up a list of phobias, and I had him roll three D100 and... He got to pick out of those three. But story-wise... He had choice. He he did have choice, but story-wise, you know, that could could not work. Like... Yeah, I get that. You know, say you just watched a a friend get his head crushed, and then all of a sudden you get, like, thalassophobia and the fear of clowns and the fear of bright lights. Like, none of those are really... coming off a phobia. yeah, Yeah, none of those are really going to going to go with what just happened. So what I want you to do is, and I can give you a brief rundown of what happened in the movie theater arc if you need me to. I want you to think back to the movie theater arc and think of what really freaked Arthur out the most. Honestly, it's so sad now I think about it, but the the defender that we were trying to kill scared the shit out of Arthur. Okay. So how would you put that into like a fear? Um, you could do like, uh, I guess giants, like giant humanoids. Yeah. I was going to say like a megalophobia almost. Is that what it's called? Well, megalophobia is fear of just big things, but we could, Kind of tweak it to be. That kind of works considering what he's been going through. Yeah. Everything's been kind of big. Yeah, I was going to say, but that would. You could alter it if you want to be fear of like humanoids because, say, you know, you guys. Yeah, I guess you have. If you guys come across like the water tower again, you're going to have like a crippling fear. And anytime you see that, you're going to instantly have to roll fight, flight, or faint. Right. I guess like uh, humanoids. That are all fucked up, like uh, humanoid-esque, like terrors. I guess I don't really know exactly what that would be considered. Okay, so any any kind of monster that's humanoid. So like, even if you find like another Inside Out man or something like that. I just I'm just trying to think back and like, yeah, everything we've been running into has just been like humanoids that have had a little bit of something wrong with them. The only thing that you haven't that has not been humanoid has been the giant spiders. Yeah. Um, honestly, we kind of kicked those spiders' asses. <laughs> yeah, you did. Arthur was not that scared of that. I don't know. No, the worst part for Arthur was walking face first into the web. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. What was like a Frankenstein fear Because that's what I kind of pictured. The, that. Uh, what's it called again? I can't remember. The, the, the defender, the thing that was actually defending us. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let me Google real quick and see if I can find something. It's going to be clicky-clacky. Give me a sec. No worries. Let me tap this. Fear of abnormal humanoids. 
humanoids. Auto Automonophobia is a fear of human-like figures such as mannequins, wax figures, statues, dummies, animatronics, or robots. As a specific phobia or a fear of something that causes significant or excessive stress and anxiety and can negatively affect a person's quality of life. Automonophobia is a fear of human-like figures. Not humans themselves, but things that are human-like. I mean, that is what we've been running into, right? Yes. Or we could do dis dysmorphophobia 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 is a broad term that encompasses multiple specific fears some people are afraid of becoming disformed or disfigured while others fear those who have a disfiguration condition dysmorphophobia mhm yeah cause like those smiley fuckers and uh a lot of the other like humanoid-esque creatures we've been dealing with have had some weird stuff wrong with their faces and shit. Right. Just morphobia works. So I have water, like my drowning, clowns, and dysmorphobia are my fear. Okay. Or is that, that this is a phobia, right? Or this is a, where this would be a fear? Yeah. Yeah, okay. this is, this is going to be a phobia. So yeah, you could put it under fears or whatever. Okay, yeah. Dysmorphophobia is what you're looking at. Yep. I think okay. that makes sense. Cool. I like it. Give me a sec. I'll <laughs> get everybody back in. fucking like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to have fun with this. Because depending on how disfigured, like, uh, Demon Chris is going to be, that's going to give you an even bigger crippling fear of him, too. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. All right, let me get everyone else back in. So that is what you see, Ned. And as you all kind of, um, the effect of the bright light wears off on you guys, you all see the same thing. You were back in Cryptic Crafts. Uh, through the mirror, it looks like it's nighttime. You still see the wanted posters, so you still see that you're back in, or you're still in the same realm. And all your weapons that you got at the movie theater are gone. Yay. Sad. I don't feel safe anymore without my makeshift weapons. Also my gun. Would you like <laughs> a rock bat back? I I kinda I kinda feel feel like I might be safer. Oh that that's actually still around? Yeah. Uh, I'm still holding it. Did, 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 what happened? Did anybody see anything through that bright light? I don't know how the fuck we even got here. Are we not going to talk about the elephant in the room? About where the fuck Chris, Ashley, and Elise went? I mean, yeah, we could talk about that. But there's also, if you think about it, there's like a million elephants in this goddamn room. If you think so, like, that, let's tackle that first one. Um, no, I think we should talk about where the hell the rest of our friends went. That's what I'm saying. We should tackle that one first. Uh, Ned's gonna take out his phone and look at the time real quick, and he's gonna try and mark that down or just remember what time it is that we're all here. You take yeah. out your phone and you look at the time, and your phone, like up at the time, it's uh, there, there's no time. The time, all the numbers are just kind of cycling through numbers, sp- like randomly. Oh. Guys, we can't even keep track of what time it is. 
Uh, Samantha pulls out her phone and goes to try to text Chris and Ashley. Like, puts herself in a little group chat with the two of them. Just trying to text them and ask where they're at or if they're safe. Okay. Um, Are you going to check your previous texts with Ashley first or are you just going to go straight into a new group chat? Just straight into a new group chat unless there's a notification. There wouldn't be a notification, no. But before you guys got to Cryptic Crafts earlier, you were trying to text Ashley. No. Just going to a new group chat with the three of us trying to text either one of them. Okay. Uh, What are you going to say? Where are you? Are you safe? What the hell is happening? That's pretty much it. Okay. As you know, with a group text, you don't get a notification if it goes through or not. But you do not get a notification that it didn't. Ryan is going to move towards the windows at the front and just kind of look down the street both ways, see if he sees anything. I'm going to come with you. I wanted to kind of see uh, how much time has really passed. Maybe it's not been long. Well, in this realm, don't forget that it always it's always dark and the sky is always like a deep red. As of right now, there's nothing out in front of Cryptid Crafts that you guys didn't see the first time you were here. And did we explore all of Cryptid Crafts last time? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. You guys basically took a long rest here. You found some weapons. You found some provisions. Like, you guys spent a pretty good amount of time here, so I was assuming that you did, unless there's something specific that you'd like to ask about. I'm just wondering if, since... Uh... It's my parents' shop. I knew of, like, a secret door or a secret room or something. Secret tunnel. <laughs> uh, roll me a 50-50. 50 first roll of the night, y'all. 58. Sixty-eight. No secret tunnels or anything. There's a door out front and a door that leads to the back alley. Shit. I'm going to check my phone. Okay. How much battery do I have left? I don't know. How much battery do you have left? Has it changed since the last time? Nope. Okay. Still have 84 then. Okay. Do we have any data? I mean, you're able to send, like, texts and stuff. Right, but send calls? Uh, Samantha has tried, and every time it has gone straight to voicemail. What if we tried an emergency number? Like 911? <laughs> yeah. You can go ahead and try. Should I call the cops? I said everyone. What good is that going to do? I, fuck it. I, I mean, what options do we fucking have? I mean, I guess you could try it, but I don't see what calling the cops in this strange-ass world is going to do. It's not like they can stop the water tower from walking around. Shit, man. Maybe they got a psychic on hand. Can I call Ryan? Samantha just rolls her eyes. Are you saying TV is lying to me? Uh, yeah, you can try and call Ryan. I'm just going to call Ryan while they're talking about this. I just call his phone. Okay. Are you putting it like on speakerphone or you're holding it up to your ear? Holding it up to my ear. Okay. Go straight to voicemail. Quick question. Quick answer. Do you s- uh, to 
uh, Nick, did you say anything before you did this, or did you just call Ryan? I just called Ryan. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, Ryan, you got your phone on? No, I, it's basically dead. I don't want it to die all the way. Oh, God damn it. Uh, I hurry up and end the call, <laughs> and I call uh, Arthur. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, that's an odd three. Uh, Arthur, your phone starts to ring. I pick it up. Hello? <laughs> Man, the one time you answer your phone is when I'm standing right next to you. I gotta be consistent. God damn it, click. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Didn't even say goodbye. He's standing right in front of you. Still rude. Well, now we know that we can call people. That is interesting. Okay, but why is it when I called Ashley, it went straight to voicemail, but when you called Arthur, it rang? Your phone must have been off. But she was texting me. Airplane mode. Arthur, stop giving her the benefit of the doubt. Something is giving off plausible here. answers. No, you're not. Airplane mode's a, a, a thing on your phone you can do? Uh, do you not know that? Sam kind of just rolls her eyes and walks away from them and tries calling Chris. Ben, you already know what I'm going to say. Do I need I to say it? a voicemail. Got it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? I just tried to call Chris and it went to voicemail, but you called Arthur and it went and it fucking rang. Something is off. Right, but we should take the little wins that we are able to find. We do know that it can work, right? We, we should take the little wins that we are able to find. Well, that actually makes it even worse if you think about it. Because if we can call, then there is definitely a reason that's not just this dimension. You're not wrong. So- Hey guys, where are we going? Do you, uh, do you mind if we uh, go in the back room? Because I really don't want to attract the attention of Negacris. Because I can't guarantee this building is uh, protected like the last one was. So uh, I don't feel like facing him again. Yeah, we should get in the back and check the map. Yeah. Uh, Sam pulls her hand up to her neck, and she's like, "Yeah, I agree." Sam, yeah, right? No, no. Yeah. Got a little too close for comfort last time. Yeah, yeah, I I understand. Uh, I I think it's a good idea though, getting away from the windows. Uh, come on, Ryan, I can give you one of these charging cables. You can charge your phone up a bit because I have an idea now. Oh, thank God! Before we leave, what were the two things that fell out of the portal? It was uh the the teeth and uh, the tooth and what? The map. Uh, the tooth and the map are the only two things from the uh, movie theater that you guys still have in your possession. Okay. Hey, God. Hey, what? Who has the tooth? I don't know. You, you creepy collector. No, mm-hmm. none of you have the tooth. The I tooth, do now. Um, yeah, the tooth just kind of hit the ground with you guys when you showed up in Cryptic Graphs because... Elise was the last one to touch it. Mm, that's right. Ryan is definitely... (laughs) Ryan is going to put a hand on Arthur's shoulder and hold his hand out for him. Like, "Uh, no offense, bud, but uh, I don't think you should hold on to that. Oh, oh, suddenly you like (laughs) collecting teeth now. 
Wait, you collect teeth? Um, we need to get to the back office, guys. It's not safe to be back here. Sam sidesteps <laughs> away from Arthur real hard. He could show us his dad's tooth collection. <laughs> it's, it's It shows that you're a man. And so uh-huh. you inherit the tooth collection, okay? Sure. I'm tired of getting this, so let's get in the back. I go to the back and I start pulling out a charging cable for Ryan. Ryan is definitely going to plug in his phone. Sorry, I was doing something to make noise. Breck, go ahead and roll me a D100. D100. Seventy-two. Okay, your phone's up to seventy-two percent before the brick that he gave you died out. Perfect. That's good. So the hundred percent brick is now at zero. No, I'm gonna be nice. The one that I originally said was at eight percent. I gave it the. See, Ryan was at 9, he got up to 72, so that one had 63%. That one is dead, you still have the 100%. I'm feeling generous today. You sure are, and I'm not going to argue with it. But it does terrify me. Uh, are there any outlets or anything? Is there any way we could, like, try and plug the dead one into the wall? I mean, it's a store, yeah, there's gonna be outlets. Uh, I'm gonna You guys are in, like, the back office area, so... I'm going to try plugging it into a wall and seeing if uh, I can charge it up. Okay. You plug it into the wall because you did grab a brick too, right? I believe. Yeah. Yep. You let me find that because I crit succeeded when I was in the house. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, You plug it in and the light on the front begins to flash. Oh, thank God. We still got electricity. Okay. So, if our phones work, and we can still get a hold of each other, Ned just gets a realization, and he kind of, like, walks up to Arthur and puts, I'm going to put my hand on your shoulder, Arthur. Do I feel the forget-me-not on his shoulder? Arthur, does he feel the forget-me-not on your shoulder? You do. Carrots and hummus. Carrots and hummus. (laughs) Oh, yeah, carrots and hummus. (laughs) Well, if you remember that, I guess we're still pretty good on that one. That's weird that those came with, too, because I made those when we were in the theater. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We're not talking to you, That is strange. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, quiet, you up there. I am confirming that those also came along. That motherfucker is trying to kill us this whole time. He's trying to talk like he's just part of the group. It's like Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I'm just looking. I'm parting the clouds to look down at you guys. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I would suggest that no matter what, we always leave our phones on. If we get separated and we need to get a hold of each other, if something can mimic us, I have a feeling it ain't going to be able to mimic our cell phone. Who's rolling what? Yeah, who's rolling sounds I have to cut out of the edit? Oh, that would be God. You don't have to cut that out of the edit. <laughs> if, if I'm rolling <laughs> dice, it's for story purposes, my dude. Oh, God bless it. <sighs> but look, at least we know that our phones work. 
and we can get a hold of each other. If we want to try everybody round robin style to make sure it works, we can do that. But they're not going to be able to mimic a device if they can just mimic what we look like or sound like or anything like that. But we don't know that for sure. I had an idea. It's something. It's better than nothing, and it's something that maybe we can make sure that we are who we say we are. And to be fair, we still have the forget-me-nots and our passcodes, so even if the phones don't work, we still have other ways. True. But where the hell are we going to go? Okay. Arthur, do you still have the book from the movie theater that had all the different uh, cryptid creature fucking things in it? I believe I do. That was a book that Arthur got uh, at his house. Yeah, this is mine. Okay. Yeah, that, that was before you guys made it to Cryptid Craft. So, yes, he does still have that. So, Arthur, I have a question. Is there any way you can look through that and try to match a tooth to a creature, maybe? I could try. Because that Inside Out man was in there. So, maybe we can get a beat on Negacris because he seems like the biggest threat and the most. I don't know. Powerful? I mean, uh, let me try to I'll take out the book and start uh, starts, like going through the pages thinking like, uh, what would it be under? Um, what would I roll for? I'm assuming I'd roll for this occult. Oh, no. I'm not going to make you roll for it. Oh, okay. Sweet. I'm going to roll for it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Way worse. Oh, and I rolled a nat 20 on a 20-sided die. As you're flipping through the book, you see 20 different creatures that this tooth might belong to. Oh, my God. Write that down. Uh, Well, good news and uh, 20 bad news. um, There's 20 creatures that apparently uh, match this tooth type. Does any of them take over appearances? Um, I mean, that's a good, that's a good secondary question. Let me fucking check. Uh, who is currently holding the map? Um, I took it, but it's like right next to me, so I'm not using it. Okay, so as you're going through your book, Sam goes over and grabs the map and starts looking at it. I'm going to be with you looking at the map because I want to see where, like, the nest is or whatever. Uh, quick question, though, Jordan. You don't have cryptid crafts on here, so where is that in relevance to everything else? Oh, yeah, that's one I forgot to put on there. Cryptid crafts is um, not far from uh, Arthur's house. So, like, where you see it says Southern Cemetery. Yeah. If you look to the right of that, there's, like, a little tiny triangle made out of the streets. Okay. That's about where you guys ran into the spiders. Okay. So it's like right around the end of the word Southern. Okay. I can't keep throwing words in this map or else it's going to get so cluttered you're not going to be able to tell what's where. No, that's fine. I just oh, need I appreciate to know where yeah, in relevance to where we are at. I, I'm going to handle two things here real quick. Arthur, as you go through the book again, you are able to narrow the search down to seven. Ooh. Seven different creatures that match that tooth type and can change shape. Ned and Samantha. Roll me an alertness. Both of you. Oh, boy. Where'd my other... There it is. 
25 on a 28. Eesh. Hold on. Oh, okay, that's still good. Uh, 51 out of 68. You both notice that the word theater is gone. Oh. Okay. What? Yep. I mean, that's good. I don't want to go back there anyways. Uh, that's... That's still weird. What the hell? Okay, but it looks like if we need to get to any of these other places, we have to go through the nest. Yeah, I mean... Oh, fuck. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm at a loss. This is the one moment where I'm actually feeling safe for a second. I will say you can take the long way and go around the nest. Yeah, but how long would that take? So the nest, I know it looks like it takes up a big spot on the map. But if you see, you see that big yellow road out on the right side of town and then that big orange road that goes up the middle? Uh-huh. It's about a three-block radius around there. That's the center of town. That's where the nest is. So the words take up more than the actual nest does. The nest is, like, basically right at that crossroads. Okay. Like I said, Gainsborough is not a big town. It's a population of about 25,000. Okay, so it's not going to take us days to get places. No, no. Take you a couple hours to walk from north to south. Like, if you wanted to go from the junkyard to the Crestview Cemetery at the bottom, it would take you two, two and a half hours if you were walking that orange road. A little bit longer if you were going the long way. But that's north of the map to south of the map, you know? Okay. I'm just trying to figure out where we should go next. Yeah, I'm a little lost on that as well. I feel naked without our guns. Well, I'm not going back to the movie theater to get. Why don't we have a goddamn sheriff's department? No, you do. It just wasn't one of the relevant things that Lance put on there. Fuck. Maybe the police station's got a gun we could buy. So all the things that are written, like the Crestview Cemetery, Southern Cemetery, Greenmount, the lake, the reservoir, these are all things that he wrote down on there? Correct. Okay. Well, I, I don't know, Sam. He find Apparently, if he had took the time to write these things down, they must have meant something to them. Um, I will say not necessarily. He could have just written them down because that's what the sign there when he was there said, and he's using it as a landmark. I don't know about you, but I don't feel like going to any cemeteries anytime soon. I feel like that would just give Negacris more power. Um, but we should probably either at least try and find Lance and Charlie or, I don't know, maybe head to the school. Maybe we can find something there that could help us get home. Last we knew of, Lan- of Lance and Charlie was they went to the the nest. Right. But maybe they're on their way back. So we go to the nest? So we start heading towards the nest and hope for the best? Or, like I said, we could go around the nest and head towards the school. I will say this. The only one of your houses that you guys went to before going to Cryptid Crafts and the movie theater was Arthur's. Arthur's house. You have not been to Sam's house, Ned's house, or Ryan's house. 
That's true. We could go to one of our houses. I was going to say, not trying to point you in a specific direction. I'm just saying that's also someplace that you haven't checked. So as of right now, the things you guys are discussing is trying to find the police station, trying to find the schools, going to one of your houses, or trying to go back in the general direction of the movie theater to see if you can find Lance and Charlie, because that is where they said after the nest that they were heading. It's the movie theater, but that's so unsafe. But maybe one of everyone's houses... Like maybe my house was all messed up, but you know how the tree house was uh, was perfectly in pristine condition? Maybe some of your guys' houses are. We could go try my house first. Your house is the farthest. Well, R- R- Ryan, don't you live here? Ryan, you live right down the road from here, right? I, I mean, yeah, but do we have to go there? Uh, to be, you were the first person to see anything that looked normal outside of the treehouse, man. Uh, we're right by your house. I, I don't think that would be a bad spot to start. I, I guess. I guess that's kind of close. Ryan, I, I know you don't want to go back home, man, but it's the closest thing to here. And honestly, this place, it seems like this wouldn't be a bad little uh, hidey hole. Yeah, but we can't stay in here forever. No, but it's a place we can come back to, a hidey hole, something that we can leave and then we can always come back and we'll know if something changes. Once we get there, we can make a real plan. Like, we'll, we'll line up everything we know about this place, what's real, what's fucked in, what's, like, consistent, what isn't. Like, our treehouse is is the same as it is our, in our world. But I just don't feel safe in this shot. I feel like maybe Ryan could definitely be a bunker. I'm fine with that. We can go to Ryan's house. But at some point, I would like to go to mine to maybe see if my mom and, you know, our horses are still there. Absolutely. His house is just closer. Yeah, we can we can head that way. That's, that's fine. All right, let's pack up anything that we might need that we didn't grab last time. Let's get going. Yeah, I take a final scan on the room, see if there's maybe like some rations we forgot to grab, maybe like a thing of matches or something we forgot to grab. So you guys really didn't go through much of your rations in the uh, movie theater because the movie theater had rations. So you guys are still good on that. I mean, I'm sure you could find lighters or matches or whatever you want there for fire starting, yeah? I have a question, God. Yeah, what's up? Would uh, the cryptid crafts have a landline? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Do you you like my way of problem solving? (laughs) Yes. Did you just odds and evens yourself? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. I I had a feeling. I did odds, yes, evens, no's, and I rolled a six. I had a feeling when you went silent, you were like, ah, shit, what do I do? Dice. <laughs> no plan, use dice. That is exactly what happened. How many matches did I find? Uh, you can find a full book of matches. Nice. All right. Everybody ready? 
Okay, so we're heading to heading to Ryan's house. Wahoo! All right, and Ryan, you are about, according to the map, about three four blocks away. Yeah, you guys can cover that distance without any issues. We should try to drive stealthily. Did you guys hear that thump? Yeah. 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 You stupid fucking cat. <laughs> That's not what I expected to hear. <laughs> he yeah. walked under my desk, and I went to pet him, and he turned around and went face first into the leg of the desk. <laughs> oh, blaze. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, you guys are able to make it to Ryan's house without running into anything. Look old and decrepit. Oh, yeah, of course it does. Ryan, does it look old and decrepit? God, does it look old and <laughs> decrepit? I just said yes. He did well, just that's because yes. Ned asked. Ryan didn't ask yet. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Yes, it does. Okay. okay. But he is specialized, so it wasn't wrong for us to ask. No, you're right. You're right. I was thinking, like, Ned just asked. Yeah, it's old and decrepit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't even think about the Ryan thing. Did we establish a cryptid, cra- cryptid crafts to start with a C and a C? CC or is it KK? KK. Of course it is. Crypt is not spelled with a K. Neither is crafts, Matt. Jeez, this is all <laughs> messed up. It is if it's the bad American cheese. Hey, you want to uh you want to know what really solidified that decision for me? That it got asked? No, the fact that I looked down and I'm currently right now in this moment wearing a Mortal Kombat shirt. <laughs> All right, everybody got some sort of weapon or something on you? I mean, I mean, I still have my tire iron and my actually, I have a baseball bat in my catalog of weapons that I realized just now as I'm looking at it. So apparently, Sam has had a baseball bat this entire time and didn't realize it. Yes, she has. <laughs> I have uh, you have my rock bat. I got the rock bat, yes. No, Sam had a baseball bat as one of her starting weapons. Yeah. I know. I was just saying, like, I was counting that as a weapon mm. that we have. Uh, uh, Ryan can, like, I, I don't mean to be rude, but uh, can I scavenge your home for weapons? I mean, if anything's still useful, sure. I don't give a shit. Just uh, don't touch anything in my room. Fuck, I should probably check my room. I'm going to go touch all the things. All right, so you guys walk up to Ryan's front door. You guys, have you guys ever been to Ryan's? I know you guys have all been friends, but has Ryan ever invited you guys over to his house? Or has he just always shown up to what you guys are doing? He would have shown up to what everyone else was doing, for sure. So this is new for all of you. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do this nifty little thing where uh, I have the imaginary reins in my hands and I'm going to pass them off to Breck so he can describe what you guys see in Ryan's house. So as we get closer to Ryan's house, the other houses kind of start becoming less and less and they start getting bigger and bigger. 
until we come to a long gravel driveway with uh, very rusted and broken gates that look like they would have been very nice had they not been aged. And we all walk up to a... It looks like it's trying to be a mansion, but isn't quite that big. With a uh, nice set of uh, wide double doors for the front doors. Damn, right? And he just sighs as you say that and says, yeah, yeah, whatever. Whatever, like you live the high life here. I, yeah, if you want to be fake and plastic and never actually, you know, tell people what you think, sure, but it's not great. Yeah, but like, what do your parents do? Yeah, yeah, like money wise. Uh, well, dad did a couple of nice stock trades that made him some money, and uh, mom uh, likes to drink her days away, so you know, typical parents. Right. It don't don't let the house fool you. They they try really hard to seem more than they are. They're they're assholes. Well, aren't most the rich? <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, let's let's just uh, let's get inside. I don't like being outside. And uh, Ryan is going to try to open the front doors. All right. You know what happens when you try and open the front doors? What? They open. Yay! That's it. So you guys are able to walk right in because your parents are definitely the kind of people that are like, uh, we have a gate. We don't need to lock the doors. Well, now it makes sense how the hell you had that really nice old car. Hey, excuse me. I found that and fixed it up myself. My parents didn't do nothing with that. Don't take away my accomplishments. Those are mine. All right, birthday money. <laughs> Ned, I will stab you. I'm oh. just making light of a situation, man. Come on. How many fancy knives do you own? Uh, none. My parents don't uh, don't exactly let me get whatever I want. We don't see eye to eye. Well, shit, that's not gonna help us. Oh, I'm sure there's tons of shit in the house. I just. I don't spend a whole lot of time here. Well, lead the way. We ain't been here before. Yeah, where's your garage? Yeah, so when you guys walk into the house, what do they see? So they would see a uh, entryway that is trying very hard to seem like a uh, old-fashioned parlor, but is just the entryway to a house. It's got, like, little sitting couches, mirrors placed everywhere, what looks to have been flowers at some point. Okay. And uh, Ryan just points down the hallway in front of them and says, well, kitchen and living room are back that way and points to the left to a door and goes, uh, that way is the uh, sitting room. And he does air quotes. It's just a, you know, just a room they put a couch in. Uh, Stairs are towards the living room to get upstairs. Garage is in the back. Give me a 50-50, Ryan. Seventy-nine. Seventy-nine. Okay. Ryan hates this place, right? Yeah, he's not a fan. Good. Okay, so the stairs, instead of just being normal stairs, they're the really douchey ones that do like a like a half turn up to a balcony. 
Yeah. Ryan just looks up at them, up at that, and goes, "Oh God, I." <laughs> There's a reason I liked it, the junkyard. It's so much nicer than this. <laughs> nicer than your house? I mean, yeah, because it's you know mine, and I own it, kinda, sorta, not really. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, we're gonna have to dig into that one, man. I don't actually own it. Just it, it, nobody's used it in forever, so I just say I own it. Nobody disputes me on it. We're learning a lot of your lore real fast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take it one step at a time. I, okay, come on, guys. Like, is this really the weirdest thing we've seen in the past, I don't know, a couple hours? Yes. A little bit. <laughs> Honestly, it might be. We have known you for years, man, and we never once knew that this is where you come from. Ashley getting her head turned fucking backwards just hit second on the list (laughs) (laughs) Ryan just sighs and goes oh god this is gonna you guys realize I have a sister right no no what ah right right don't talk about her I remember now um anyways kitchen's over there I'm going upstairs to my room and he just starts going upstairs follow (laughs) follow (laughs) Sam does not follow. Sam goes to the kitchen. Saw that coming. <sighs> yeah. Well, I just had to see who I was going to resolve first. I know. I was just waiting for the dice roll. Okay. Uh, gentlemen, take your headsets off, please. Oh, fine. <laughs> Good luck. Don't die. Thanks. So you see... Ryan kind of just, yeah, look around, whatever you want, and just walks off to his room, and Ned and Arthur, without missing a beat, follow after him, like, no, we gotta see more of this shit. Samantha kind of hangs back. What is Samantha doing? She wants to explore the house a little more, because, you know, it's fancy. Mm -hmm. But she heads towards the kitchen area okay mainly to like start rummaging through drawers and stuff like that to see if she can find any knives or a kitchen knives she can give one to each boy or whatever okay all right so you're just kind of rummaging through where's samantha's head right now she's not really She's kind of like mindlessly searching for things, but Mm -hmm. she is more or less wondering where the hell Chris and Ashley went, uh, why they didn't show up at Cryptocrafts with them. And she's kind of thinking it's the fact that they're actually dead and that she's just interacting with their spirits. So she's kind of distracted with that thought. And... So you're distracted on that, and you had mentioned something while you were still at Cryptic Crafts. It's putting a lot of faith in a pregnant brain. I don't remember. (laughs) You were also thinking about your home. Yes. What is it that Samantha's thinking about her house? She's just hoping that, like, thinking at bike at her house, She's. I know she wanted to make sure her mom and her horses were okay, but it's mainly the fact that Anubis isn't in this world with her. 
Okay. Because she's afraid of what she'll find. Okay. But that is something that she wants to find out, right? Yes. Okay. To to go on what you find in the kitchen, yeah, I mean, it's it's a fancy house. They probably have like seven different knife blocks. You're, you'll be able to find knives. Okay. But don't forget that you guys did pick up the pocket knives from Cryptid Crafts as well. Oh, right. I forgot about that. So you each have pocket knives with your names on them. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. You're looking through this house. It's just a fancy house. Everything in it looks expensive cheap. Expensive cheap? Expensive cheap. What the hell is that supposed to mean? It looks like shit, but it looks like shit that they paid a lot of money for. Oh, okay. Like it looks like cheaply made stuff that's expensive just for the sake of being expensive. Okay. So you're not really finding anything that... Things look like they're going to break faster than they're going to protect you. Okay. Well, she doesn't pick anything up then in that case. She's kind of just wandering and exploring the house. Okay. Perfect. Well, welcome back, boys. Hello. Hello. I'm going to hijack the scene now. Do it. Oh, I'm going to do it. Gross. So, Ryan, you tell everybody, yeah, you know, explore, take what you want. I really don't care. You head off towards your room. Ned and Arthur, not wanting to miss the chance of getting an even deeper dive into... What exactly makes Ryan tick since we're learning all this new shit about him? <laughs> follow after you like some lost puppies. You do kind of notice that Samantha hangs back and instead veers off into the kitchen. What are you guys doing? I'm kind of like scanning around the halls. So I'm like, wow, this is a nice fucking hallway. Ed, don't be fooled. None of the paintings are real. And uh, a lot of this stuff was uh, not made of what it actually looks like. So don't don't be fooled. It's funny that you say that. Oh, no. Because I described what Melanie saw in the kitchen as expensive cheap. Yeah, that that is perfectly what it is. <laughs> and she goes, expensive cheap. What do you mean? And I was like, it looks like it's very cheaply made and it's expensive just for the sake of being expensive. Exactly. It's Sky Mall. <laughs> I am glad we were on the same page there. Okay, go ahead. Continue. Um, yeah, Ryan goes up to a plain-looking door on the second floor on the right, opens it up to find his room, which is pretty bare. Um, it's got a large bed, queen-sized uh, wardrobe next to it, a uh, full desk, and uh, doors to what looks to be a closet. And he just makes a beeline for the closet. Oh, I ain't missing this. Oh, yeah. What's in your closet, bro? Uh, he would What's open it up. in your closet, bro? Uh, he would open it up to see a couple of uh, outfits, uh, pants, shirts, other stuff on hangers. Uh, the stuff towards the back would be like, pretty fancy, but looks like it's never been worn in 
I'm assuming everything is also super aged. Your clothes are fine. Uh, Ryan is going to pause and grab one of his jackets off the hanger to take with him. One of the non-fancy ones. And then he's going to go in the back and find a uh, small duffel bag and unzip it. Okay. Pull out a uh, a black tactical vest and a set of dog tags and just kind of stare at him for a second and be like, you know, I'm really glad you left me this. And he puts on the vest. There's nothing on it. It's literally just the vest. It's not even like armored or anything. So it's just like you could like it's got more pockets for like ammo and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's got like all the pockets like it was an actual like military vest, but it doesn't have any of the like bulletproof plating or anything in it. Doesn't have any of the Kevlar or anything. Okay. Yep. Just uh, just lots of pockets and like loops and stuff to hold things. And he uh, slips the dog tags over his head. He's like, all right, that's pretty much all I wanted. So uh, feel free to take what you want, guys. Whose vest was this? Uh, this would have been his uncle's who was uh, killed in combat a number of years ago. How close were you to your uncle? Uh, Very. It was the reason that Ryan knows how to handle firearms and stuff. I want you to give me a luck check. Not a 50-50, an actual luck check. Oh. I mean, I already passed that, but I'm going to look. Anyways, uh, that is a nat six on a 97. Oh my god, I forgot your luck was that high. That works because I wanted this to actually happen, but, you know, gotta leave some stuff up to Dice Christ. Yeah. As you are putting on the vest, you notice something that you've never noticed before. Inside the vest, in one of the pockets, you feel a piece of paper. Ryan kind of just pats the pocket for a second and then slowly pulls it out. There is an envelope on the inside. He just kind of stares at it for a second and then just very gently and slowly opens it. Inside the envelope, there are two pieces of paper. One of them looks like a handwritten letter by an adult. The other one is a piece of paper, like a piece of notebook paper, and it looks like it is written by a child in crayon. And the one that is written by a child says, basically along the lines of, what's what's your uncle's name? Uh, I have it. Give me one moment. Uh, fuck. But there it is. Uh, Richard Bradley. Okay. And I would say he he was kind of the cool uncle, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. Called him Uncle Richie? Yep. So at the top of the piece of paper, it says, Dear Uncle Richie, I know that you're off saving the world like a superhero. But I miss you, and I just wanted you to know that I love you and can't wait to see you again. Kick the bad guy's butts. Love, Ryan. And it's written like a six-year-old, so 
half the words are misspelled and everything, but you can see that that letter meant a lot to him because it's still inside that vest. And the other piece of paper you see is one that Uncle Richie was writing back to Ryan. And you've never noticed this before. And you open up the letter very gingerly and read it. And at the top, it says, Hey, Superstar. Because that was his nickname for you. It was a little Superstar. It says, Hey, Superstar. I am over here trying to make the world a better place for you. And you know nothing's going to take me down. I will be home as soon as I can. And we'll go out and have ourselves a day when I do. So you keep writing these letters and I will keep being a superhero for you, little man. Love you to the moon and back, Uncle Richie. And you see... It's something that he was writing to send to you. And, uh... Just never really got the chance to to mail it to you. Before he was KIA. Uh, you would see uh, Ryan kind of staring at the notebook paper and uh, chuckling to himself before folding it up and putting it in a pocket. And as he reads the other letter, you see a couple of tears start to drip down his face. Before he slowly folds the letter, puts it back in the envelope, and puts it in the same pocket. And I will say that is something that uh, you weren't too secretive about, so that is something that Arthur and Ned can uh, pick up on if they want to. Yeah, he wouldn't have hid that. He was too focused on the letter. Uh, I'm going to kind of nudge Arthur and just kind of point over to Ryan, and I'm going to walk up behind Ryan and put my hand on his shoulder be like, Hey, man, I think... uh, I think I'll go ahead and lay off the rich boy jokes for a minute. Uh, I think Arthur and I, we're going to go check out your mom and dad's room right across the hall, right? Yeah. Yeah. Arthur just kind of quietly starts walking out. Yeah, so we're just going to walk over there real quick, and uh, uh, we'll see you in a minute, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be over in a minute. And don't don't worry about the jokes. Like, you know I can take it. Yeah, it don't mean I gotta be an ass all the time. And I'm just gonna kinda double pat him on the shoulder and walk out the door and head over to his parents' bedroom. Okay. Ryan, is there anything else you wanna do in this time, or do you wanna take your headset off so they can resolve their stuff? Uh, no, I think I'm good, and that was about it. Okay, so basically, Ryan just kinda takes a minute to himself before coming over. Okay. You know what? I'm not even going to make you take your headset off. So. Ooh. Yay. Because I'm sure you're you're just going to try to collect yourself for a second. And you're not going to be gone very long. Right? Um. Actually, he would take a minute to himself, and then he would actually go back downstairs to find uh, Samantha. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, take your headset off. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Okay, so Ned and Arthur. Yes. You guys see that 
Ryan found that piece of paper and you were kind of looking at it over his shoulder so you kind of got the gist of what was going on. You saw it hit him a little bit. Tears started to roll. You guys decided, you know what? We're just gonna... We're gonna go over here. So... What do you guys do? Well, Arthur, you think we're gonna find anything good in there? Uh... I just kind of wanted to get out of there to let him have his own moment. Yeah. I think once once he he's ready, we should probably just head downstairs. I'm thinking maybe go in the garage. The garage probably got some some items we can use to defend ourselves. I mean, I hope so. I I don't even know if Ryan will know what's in there. It seems like he doesn't spend any time here. I mean, shit. From what I've seen, there's probably at least one fucking sharp object in there. Yeah. With all the random shit they bought. Yeah, right. Well, let's... I at least want to poke my head into their bedroom real quick. I just want to take a look and see maybe his... Maybe his dad's got, like, a gun or something underneath the uh, bed or on the Go side ahead. Table. I'll wait in the hall. All right. I'm just going to open the door and poke my head in and take a look around. Just looks like a a bedroom. Got a king size bed. I mean, it's it's a rich people's bedroom, so it looks fancy, but it doesn't look like you're gonna really find anything of use in there. All right, um, no bedside table or anything like that. It's got the bedside tables, his and her lamp kind of thing. Um, you see. They each got medication on their side tables, like stuff to help them sleep, that kind of stuff. Okay. Nothing, nothing that, like I said, nothing that you would think would actually help you in this scenario. All right, I'm just going to go ahead and shut the door then. And All right, Arthur, I think you might have been right. I didn't really see anything there. Let's let's get back downstairs, make sure Sam's all right. Right. Okay. So you guys head downstairs, and funny enough, that's where Ryan was going to, so I will get everybody back. All right, so Samantha, you are looking around in the kitchen. Your brain is elsewhere, and you hear movement from upstairs. What kind of movement? Walking. You hear footsteps. And after a minute, you hear two sets of footsteps come down the stairs and then shortly followed by a third set of footsteps as Ned and Arthur come down the stairs very, very closely followed by Ryan. And you see that Ryan is now wearing a tactical vest and has a set of dog tags on. And he almost has this look of pride on his face. And Ned and Arthur just look like Ned and Arthur. <laughs> Bland as fuck. That's us. <laughs> da, 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 da. Looking sharp. Looking sharp. Uh, what's with the vest? It's, uh, it's for my uncle. I felt it could be uh, useful considering everything going on. Okay. Did you find anything? I didn't find anything, no. 
um, your house is very nice, but your parents bought cheap shit. Yeah, sounds like them. <laughs> That's what the upstairs hallway looked like, too. What about you guys? you find anything useful up there, aside from Ryan's new digs? Some sleeping pills on his parents' nightstands, but other than that, didn't look like a whole lot of anything. Some tacky pictures on the wall, but that's about it. Yep, they they basically found the same shit you found. Great. You know, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, we can still check the garage, but no guarantee anything's actually in working order. Well, it's worth a shot. But, I mean, hey, at least there wasn't anything here trying to, you know, impersonate my parents or kill us, so... Yeah, well, we- yeah, there's still one more fucking room. I mean, Arthur's right. There is still one more fucking room. Well, garage then? Yeah, Brian is going to lead him out the uh, back uh, back doors towards the garage, which is not attached to the house. The garage is not attached to the house, okay? Oh, it's like its own shed. Okay. So you guys head out to the garage. So far, you have seen nothing out of the ordinary, really. Okay. He's just going to head for the uh, side door on the garage and just try to open it. Okay. Uh, You go to open it, and it opens right up. Is there anything in there, or is it dark? It is dark. Ryan is going to plot his flashlight he got from Cryptic Crafts and uh, flick it on and take a step inside. Okay. As you step inside, you see your parents' cars. Obviously not your car, because (laughs) we know what happened to your car. Still mad you broke my car. (laughs) (laughs) You see your parents' cars. It's... It's a rich people's garage. It's, uh, you know, your your parents are the kind of people if something breaks, they pay someone to uh, to fix it. So you're not going to find, like, any tools or anything. Or if you find tools, they're going to be, like, the really cheap ones. Um, the garage is more of, like, a showcase. Your dad has, like, some pinup posters up there. It, it it's, it's more... We park our cars here, but our cars are really fancy. Like, they've never seen rain. They've never seen snow. They're in pristine condition. It's it's a it's a showcase. Any golf clubs? No golf clubs. Does anybody else find it eerily quiet here? Yeah. Why the hell was my house full of demons? I mean, to be fair... Your house always had someone there. Actually, now that you say that, I got a question. How much time do you think we've spent at that movie theater? Like, not here, but like, you know, before. Like, as like our characters? Yeah. Like, you mean like in the real world? Like, how many times have you guys gone to see movies and like that kind of thing? Yeah. Okay, that's up to you guys to decide, not me probably not very often. I just got my driver's license, so I wasn't able to make it up there all the time. Yeah, but if, I mean, you and I probably grew up differently, but 
if I ever asked my mom, like, hey, can I go to the theater with some people? I would find some way to get a lift, whether that was with her, with friends, or whatever. I like to spend my money on other things. I don't think I was much of a theater goer. Okay. Brian would have dragged uh, Ned to see a couple of horror movies every once in a while, so. That's why I knew right where the bathroom was. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would say Sam visited the theater a lot with Ashley. Whether you were actually looking for a movie or just trying to scope out boys. Mm-hmm. See, I know how it works. You did say Chris worked there at one point, so. Exactly. I did. You are correct. Arthur would go see it for his kaiju films. Kaiju films, any alien movies. I, I get the, the feeling that Ryan and Ned more have like a brother relationship. I feel like Ryan looks at Ned as the brother that he wanted, not the sister that he fucking has. I mean, Ryan would feel that way. I don't know if Ned would. Ned looks down at Ryan. Mm-hmm. Just gives him a smile. I'm that, that, That's just an observation that I've had. Like, the way Ryan's always ready to... All right, Ned, let's go. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I like it. Yeah. So... All the places that have been, like, not aged and weird have all been the places we've all kind of hang out. The treehouse, cryptic crafts for Arthur, the movie theater. How much you want to bet all the places we've spent a lot of time at are different? What are you talking, what are you getting at? Oh, nuts. Like, all the places we were at a lot, just in general, tend to be the places that are not, you know, just decrepit and aged. Like, I don't spend any time here, any gestures to the house and stuff, and everything's just decrepit, aged, and there's nothing going on here. And yet when we went to Arthur's house, there's fucking grinners in there. The movie theater was all brand new. The tree horse tree house was brand new. Like, bet you anything if we go to the junkyard, there'll be something. Although I'm not really willing to go that far out of town right now. Then we should go to my place. So I know we spent a lot of time there. Yeah. And I'm wondering, and Ryan holds up the uh, tooth, I'm wondering if we're going to find more stuff like this. Something that might lead us to back to our world, hopefully. Roll me a d6. Ryan. It's a one. Oh, no. Roll me a second one. Ooh. I mean, you could just say it happens. That's a six. Okay, negate the one, gain six sanity. Gain six sanity. So you said these cars, although aged, look like they were taken care of in just an immaculate way? Yes. Are there keys in either of the cars? No. Hey, Ryan, your parents don't really uh, take their cars out and do much, do they? I'm not... Really? I mean, they took them to events and stuff to show off, but that's about it. Think they'd still turn over? I... Maybe? I mean, we don't know how much time has aged these. Fucking magic shit? Alien? I don't know. Aliens? (laughs) Aliens. Aliens! Oh, we peaked them. Where would the keys be, man? 
Uh, I mean, usually they're kept in a cabinet across the garage. It's got them all in there, all labeled. Well, I mean, it's worth looking at. We could make it over to Sam's house a hell of a lot quicker if one of these cars will turn over. Yeah, but I mean, that'd be a lot of shit. With no one else on the road, like, they'd draw basically anything around the towards us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm willing to try it. I'm just, you know, putting it out there. Well, do you have anything that we could, like, cover the muffler with? I know nothing about cars, but, I mean, you can put a silencer on a gun. Can't you put a silencer on a muffler? What are the chances one of these vehicles is a Tesla? Absolutely zero. (laughs) (laughs) No, those those cost real money. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's fair. I, I didn't even think about that. But, you know... If if it might turn over, we don't know what's going to happen or how long we're going to be stuck here. I mean, Lance and Charlie, they were here for, what, they said, like, since the 20s? It's been a minute. If one of these cars will turn over, we might need that later. Ned, roll me history. History. I like it, like it, that. I have to wake my mouse up. It's an 82 on a not that high. 40. <laughs> One of these times you guys will get this history roll that I want you to get, but not this time. I feel like I almost remembered something. Uh, it'll come to me later. But <laughs> can, can we can we just satiate myself real quick? Can we just see if the keys are there and if one of these will turn over just so that we know we got them if we ever need them? It's worth a shot. Yeah, I mean, we can try them. Okay, I'm going to save you the trouble of role playing this out. With how decrepit these cars are, there is absolutely zero chance any of the batteries still have a charge. That would have killed my Tesla idea, too. <laughs> I mean, we're we're talking these cars are so decrepit that the rubber of the tires is cracked. Well, clearly, <clears throat> we're not getting anywhere with these cars. So why don't we just start heading to my place? See if it's any different. See if we can, I don't know, figure something out. If the horses are still there, we could always take them out instead. They're quieter. It's the only plan we got left. I really hate to break this to you, Sam, but uh, if the cars look like this, I don't think the horses... I don't. I don't want to hear it. I want to go check. Yeah, okay. That's, That's fair. All right. Let's go. You guys are heading to Samantha's house, and you are, let's see, let me pull up the map here. Which way are you guys going? You guys going to go past Cryptic Crafts or past Arthur's? Are you going to take the woods? Are you going to take roads? What are, what are we thinking? Brian would speak up and be like, I mean, if we can, if you guys think the woods would be more safe, I can definitely navigate us that way. But I mean, it'd take longer than just going up and taking the main road over. Yeah, we might as well just take the main road. But I mean, might be, you know, more hidden in the woods. I, I don't know. Yeah, we, we don't know what's in the hiding in the woods. We also don't know what's on the main road because it looks like the main road has to go through the nest. Well, okay, what if we we hang past cryptid crafts, keep going on the road, and then keep taking right? Say more towards, like, the 
east end of town? Yeah, we won't get be near the nest. It'd be like the farthest right road. So kind of more back roads. Yeah. That, I mean... Ned, what do you think? I mean, it ain't too far out to the side. I, I think staying on the main roads would be a better idea. We can actually see where we're going and whatnot. If we're in the woods and it's this dark outside with nothing above us, we ain't going to see nothing in the woods. All right. Let's take the roads then. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're going to like this one. Okay. You guys have a pretty safe and easy trip. You guys are heading up. You said you're taking like the back roads to that main road out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you guys are walking up just fine. Um, you walk past the, uh, <laughs> without thinking about it, you walk past where the giant spiders were and they're still dead there. Sam flips him off as he walks by. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you guys are making it and you get within about a half mile of Sam's house and the road's gone. What? Mm-hmm. Like it just stops or it just kind of fades away? It looks like something kind of gouged out the earth where oh, the God. road is. So you will have to... It's too big to get across, so you'll have to go around it to get to Sam's house. All right. Okay, like how long is it? Like how long and how wide? Um, You're talking probably 40, 50 feet across. It's... 20, 30 feet down into the pit and it's at least across the road. It goes off into the woods on either side. Fucking water tower. Sure as shit. (laughs) Well, I guess we're going around. I mean... Does that mean we have to go into the woods? Because Sam's house is not in a city area. Oh, I know. Looks like it. Yay. Ah, Don't worry. I'll make sure we don't get lost. It's almost like the universe is telling us we have to go through the woods. (laughs) (laughs) Weird, right? So if you guys look on the map here, uh, you see where it says Sam's house, and then off to the left, there's like a big, long loop. Uh Uh-huh. It's in that area across the road that that gouge is. So you guys are very close to Sam's house. The the gouge is not that whole area. (laughs) To, to point that out. That is not the gouge there. It's just, like I said, across the road and a little bit into the woods on either side. Okay. Annoying, but easy to walk around. Backpedaling on Ryan's idea there. I mean, Sam's right. We spent a lot of time out here. We know these parts of the woods pretty good, so let's, let's mostly on the long way around to get to it. We head to my house. As you guys are walking through the woods, I want everyone to roll me an alertness, but I want your alertness to be a base 15. What does that mean? That means you're rolling on a 15. I don't care what your alertness score is, you're rolling on a 15. 21 on a 15. 49 on a 15. 17 on a 15, but I'm going to burn two luck for that. Okay. But that's a 68 out of 15. 
Oh my god. Wow. Okay. As you guys are walking for a split second, something hits your foot. And just as quickly as it does, it gives away. Ryan is going to look down at his foot. As you look down at your foot, you see the net that was laying on the ground lifts up and catches all four of you. Ah! Oh, shit! What the hell? This is just like in Pitch Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) And then you hear, coming from the woods, what sounds like hooves and... You guys are able to look off and see a mounted rider riding a horse. And as they step out into the light, Samantha, you recognize Anubis. Who the fuck is on my horse and why? And before you can say anything, you hear... Well, Anubis, looks like we caught something in our trap. And the rider is wearing a cowboy hat, wearing a flannel shirt, jeans, looks up, and you guys are looking at an older Samantha. What the fuck? And that's where we're going to end this episode. What the fuck? You're riding Anubis. But I'm in the net. <laughs> this makes no sense. Well played. Oh, I was so happy you guys went to Sam's house. <laughs> you went to end it. Oh. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you all in two weeks' time. Bye. 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 See you later. Let's Play Pretend is Nick Barnett as Ned Dollarin, Breck Black as Ryan Winchester, Matt Check as Arthur Gooseberg, Melanie Derringer as Samantha Williams, and me, Jordan Derringer, as your GM, DM, handler, keeper, and host. Keep up with us to hear firsthand on any fun new developments that may be coming in the future. And we will see you all here in two weeks' time. Let's play pretend!